welcome to the podcast today. I don't think I'm going to get a message to have a guest on while I'm recording this, but I do have a guest floating out there. He might not want to talk to anybody after the unfortunate social media beating he has taken. I went to bed last night going, I hope he didn't take my post the wrong way because I did not intend to be mean at all. I 100% support for this person. I'll explain this uh, for the final topic of today's podcast episode. Thursday, August 11th. I know we've only done uh, the one recording this week. Um, so, a little background there before we hit library to do this weekend. Streaming going up. Good financial news. Although that that could be tipped over at any time because it's a house of cards we're, we're in. Um, so I took off of work yesterday. I, I use, I, I don't really take vacations. Um, I've been off. Uh, it's pretty common practice in radio to take off the week between Christmas and New Year's. And some years I've done that. Other years I'm like, there's nobody here. It's kind of like a vacation coming into work. My job and responsibility, responsibilities are different now than the way that used to be. So sometimes I, I like to take it off now because there's so little going on. There's very little content. I use my vacation days. I use my vacation days or whatever you want to call my days off PTO because I have vacation and sick days. Um, I use them as usually mental health days. And yesterday was one of those. Um, I had started the week in a rut. And this is not why we didn't do a podcast on Monday. I told you a couple weeks ago, if there's nothing going on, I'm not going to sit here and just talk at you. I'm not going to make things up. There's a thing called a straw man. Um, it's a sports thing, sports talk thing, but also probably it can be used anywhere. LeBron James blinks the wrong way and it becomes four hours of sports talk radio content. If there's nothing to talk about, we're not, I'm not going to sit here and waste your time. Besides, some of our podcasts like Friday are so long, you probably need several sittings. And sometimes I think... Is doing an episode every day too much for people? And inside the podcast here, is doing a podcast every day, a new episode almost every day, is that preventing the podcast from growing because we're asking too much of you? I'd rather have too much content than too little. Um, But I have not, it's been overall pretty like dysthymic. I don't think that's a word. Uh, but I'll go back to, and I haven't seen my therapist since I bailed from the woman I was doing EMDR with. Thankfully, the woman who I've, I talked to you about, Pam, like last fall and the beginning of this year, um, as I expected, she was on vacation, had a lot of vacation, had a medical issue, got back to me. We're going to hook up again, I think. Well, she didn't. She was like a, you go to get a massage once a month, once every couple of months. You get a tune-up when you go to your chiropractor. Pam is a good mental tune-up. She's not saving my life. The medication does that. But the tune-ups are needed. So I'm excited to get back to her, even at $65 a pop. Not for a visit. Well, for a visit, but for a copay. Um, but this has been a really like dreary year. Do you remember Pam might have given me the word in my uh, my intake? They described me in dysthymia. It's just brooding, constant low-level depression. And Lee, coming out of this weekend into 
yesterday morning when I was like, do I come in or not? I have sick days. I can use them. Is it what's better or worse? Or are they the same? Powering through the day, maybe feeling miserable or sitting at home doing my puzzle, which thank goodness these things have saved my life for the last handful of months or I would have arrived at this sooner. Um, It has been a year of dysthymia. I have had no acute periods of depression. The medication and what I can do to myself usually uh, keeps that at bay. But the constant dysthymia, the constant inability to enjoy things, the, the constant blah is a is a good word like there are no suicidal thoughts or i mean there are but not nearly it, they're a, an infinitesimal fraction of what they were were you know i didn't want to wake up just because they would hit me as soon as I, I i woke up now it's just like blah and the blah six or five or six days of the week just to give you a numerical example It really takes a toll on me where it puts me into it, where it potentially puts me in an acutely bad situation where some of the dark thoughts can, can arise. Um, Why was I telling you that? This is where I like lose my train of thought, but we didn't do Monday because of that. There was just nothing going on. Um, I'll start with uh, something that gave me a little pep today and I was up. I had initially set my alarm for 5 a.m. because there was a library breakfast I was invited to at 8.30 and to get to the gym, to take my 45 minutes, drink my coffee, get to the gym, I would have needed that time. I am bad with time in a contrasting way to most people who are bad with time. You're late. I'm chronically early. I'm, and and some people would go, well, that that's actually really good. That's not a weakness at all. No, because you're misjudging time one way, I'm misjudging it the other way. They can both be equally as bad. Anyway, um, I was literally figuring out what kind of real clothing uh, I was going to wear to this event and thinking, nah. I mean, they're good people. I saw the, the people who were invited. I want to see some of these people. I like them. It's not a not a social introversion situation. Nobody that it would bother me, but there's just something... Um, in times like those, I just literally shut my brain off and stop listening to the internal thoughts, get in the shower, um, and, and just get dressed. Like I, I literally lobotomize myself for 10 minutes. And once I'm in the car, I'm good to go. And it was a wonderful morning. Um, as my good friend, um, Lucas Stahl, Lucas Camusa Stahl, um, who works for Jason Kutchman at the library now doing governance and advocacy. Sorry, Lucas. He's not listening anyway. Um, Lucas said, this is kind of like a re... And I got to be in Lucille's Jazz Lounge at Toll House. My first time there. Smaller than I expected. Beautiful little room, though. As Lucas put it so accurately, this is like a reunion. Because a lot of these people have not been in the same room for one whole pandemic. Um, long story short, the library has a levy coming up. Uh, first one in five years. 55% of their budget. And as I've tried to convey to you, and especially on the radio, um, the library through COVID has become so much more than books and content. Like I used to tell you all the time, you got to get the library app. Get a library card, get the library app. You can save yourself some money on streaming and content and blah, blah, blah. You can go do yoga at the library. The li- I think Lucas or Jason said, we're, we're doing some like life-saving things here. And, and they, whoever said it, Lucas or Jason moved on real quick. But, whoa, 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 no, you really are. 
they were one of the primary sources to get free COVID tests. And I think they also have, my brain immediately went to Narcan, life-saving stuff. Um, the library is, is, I can't put this any more perfectly, I think, to, sum, to summarize what they do. They are the backbone. They are the fulcrum of our community. 20 locations, the main library being what it is since it um, reopened. Do you remember when I had the East Toledo Family Center on a couple of weeks ago, Jody and Shelby? I was like, wow, the East Toledo like might just fall off the map into the river or into Oregon without you guys. And Jody was like, yeah, and for all the services they offer. In many ways, the library is that. And if you're not utilizing it that way, you can and should. Um, so the levy comes up, and as I heard repeatedly, and maybe told you, um, with the mental health levy, not a not a new tax, not a new tax, just a renewal. Same thing with the library. So, because um, I know that we don't want more money coming out of our pocket, which it will in the third segment in today's podcast or third topic. Um, Cheap Fest is obviously this weekend. Uh, I will be roaming around, but home base will be headquarters will be uh, Imagination Station and Kid Zone. Stop by, say hi, let me take pictures with your kids who I probably like more than you, and bring your dogs if you want. Um, the initial forecast, like seven, eight, nine days ago, said sunny in eighties, like today for the weekend. It's changed. Um, cloudy periods of showers, not going to be a washout by any means. Uh, and temperatures in the mid to low 70s. I don't know if that's good or bad. Whatever. We're, this, this is Ohio. This is Toledo. It's Jeeps. It's tough. We're going to get through it. Get the app. Take Tarta if you would like. Uh, if you're like, Eric, why don't you use Tarta? Well, because I'm also going to be there at like 8 o'clock on Saturday morning. Take Tarta. I believe it's a buck fifty from Franklin Park Mall. Get the app to help yourself around. There are other things to do this weekend. I know the 80s dance parties are usually pretty popular probably friday night oliver hazard day saturday in waterville the fourth annual and i've never been so i'm guilty of this but i will and i i don't even know if it's if it's busy or anything but it's something that i smack myself in the face i give myself a wrist slap with a rubber band for not getting to it because i have i have fallen in love with the food at a later stage in life. By no means am I dying. Am I? We're all dying every day. A little bit. When I was a little boy, and I'll get to the festival in a second. When I was a little boy, um, my neighborhood was extremely diverse. And um, the uptick in immigrants to my neighborhood back home was primarily Eastern Europeans and, uh, and, and Indian folks. Our direct neighbors were... Uh, were was an Indian family. And my dad got super close with Neil um, years after I had left home. But being young and dumb, I was like, Ew, what's that smell? It was curry. Um, they were it, Now, I, I love that smell. I remember the first time I had tandoori, which was only like four years or so ago here. And I had an idea that I liked Indian food because there are some common ingredients that I like in other meals that I made and whatnot. But man... I did another rubber band to the wrist when I had tandoori for the first time. And I'm like, why have I not been coming here for years? To the point, the Hindu festival is this weekend. Um, save some energy. I believe it's on Sunday at Centennial Terrace. 
Um, if you're an Indian food lover, go try it out. Uh, if you did not know about it, if you think you like Indian food, try to make your way there so you can fall in love with it like I have as an adult. Like I wish I would have liked this food or tried it when I was younger, but I had that ignorant aversion to it because, ew, what's that smell? But I was just a young, dumb teenager. And we're going to get to ignorance and things you don't know and then getting mad about them. To wrap up today's um, episode, as expected, Disney Plus has released um, their upcoming ad tier price, uh, December 8th, which will be $7.99, four minutes of ads per hour, uh, $10.99 for Disney Plus pre- Disney Plus Basic ad tier, Disney Plus Premium, $11 a month. Um, three years ago, right around this time, I had gotten some emails. I don't know, probably because I was a sub- subscriber to Marvel Unlimited, which is tens of thousands of digital comics. Like, it's every comic except for, like, what's been released in the last six months. I think through that, I got offered a Disney Plus um, intro offer, and it was, like, three years for $120. Like, I remember when I first saw the price, I was like, are you kidding me? And then I did the monthly cost, and it was, like, 4 bucks a month, I think. Well worth it. So, for the first time, unlike everybody else, I'm going to have to be a Disney plus paying customer, although I hope I get another deal. Um, Anthony Bellino, great sports talk host, great sports talk host, maybe the hardest working person in Toledo, uh, was put a tweet out today about streaming prices and how we're all going to go back to cable soon. And I think I've hit this nail on the head. I remember six or seven years or so ago when everybody said, I'm cutting the cord. I'm like, great, your internet bill is going to go up because all we do is stream stuff. Um, and then once they've gotten us, the prices will go up. Um, the Netflix ad tier is coming. So my two predi- do I have two predictions for this? What? No, one prediction and one idea that you're going to have to live with to pay these streaming bills. We had Peak TV, which was like the late aughts and early 2010s. That's what they call it. Peak TV, Prestige TV, uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, what was the other game? Mad Men. Sopranos leaked into that. And the, the Wire, like those, those were the beginning of it. Uh, game of Thrones was probably the apex. And Grant, it was an HBO show. And HBO has always had a great product. But like, whatever. Uh, 05, 06, 07, that was the beginning of it to the early 2010s. We saw where the bar had to be. So that's what streamers hope to create like that's the level of tv show movie they have to give us to get our monthly money which again goes up and up and up so that's what i try to remind myself and a month ago was i talking about canceling netflix because it's when netflix was all kinds of bad news everywhere losing subscribers blah 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 ad tier and i'm like the 17 dollars a month like i'm not even watching anymore all my comfort shows are gone There's more quantity than quality when it comes to movies. And then, bang, The Gray Man, worth it. I watched Carter the other night, one of the best choreographed fight movies I have seen in some time. Totally worthless plot, but I wasn't watching it for that. So I watched two solid movies. Is that worth $17 a month? Yeah, probably. Um, 
So think about how good these shows are when you pay that painful monthly price. And and my prediction will be, we have so many streamers now. There's streamers that are actually probably pretty good that you don't know about. And then there's Tubi, which is free. Has all my Transformers cartoon shows. A lot of great black cinema. There's so many streamers out there. Like you could literally build yourself back up a nice like 50 channel cable bundle with all of them. Which brings me to my point. We already see it. I guess Disney was the first because it's what? Disney, FX, Hulu, ESPN. Those are the heavyweights. Um, was talking at coffee this morning with somebody who was like, what's going on with Discovery? Discovery, Warner Brothers, AT&T, HBO. Um, I think we're, this will be cable 3.0. Cable was 1.0. All the streaming stuff was cable 2.0. Cable 3.0 or 2.0. This was streaming 1.0. Sorry to confuse you. Cable 2.0, cable 3.0, whatever you want to call it, will be um, the, the Goliaths, the behemoths, the monolithic entities gobbling up these smaller streamers. The best example would be, I think Disney, Disney picked up Hulu pretty quickly. Hulu was standalone, and then Disney grabbed them. I think I, I've got that right. Disney and ESPN are on the same thing because it's the same company. I don't think Hulu is. I think Disney bought some of Hulu. It's very possible what you'll have is with, and my bets would be Apple, Amazon, and Disney. They will be the three cable channels that you have, and they will each have six, seven, eight, nine, ten other streamers on them. And it'll be like, yeah, I have uh, I have cable TV. Uh, do you have the premium package? What do you mean? Oh, you get HBO and Showtime and Stars. Okay, same thing. Do you have Apple TV? Yeah, I watch For All Mankind and some of the documentaries. Do you have Apple TV Plus Plus? What's that? Well, some of those other premium networks will be on there. Or if you want smaller networks that they seem to have, then you're going to buy into that tier. I think I've painted that picture pretty well. So, yeah, your cable, your streaming bill will be where your cable bill was. But the quality of show is better. And you're not paying for as much junk. When you had 100 channels, you loved five, liked 10, and the rest were replaceable. Now you're going to pay the same price for those 100 channels, but there will actually only be a small handful of streamers that you pay and adore. What's F? Oh, French toast sticks are coming back to Wendy's. Food stories always make for good on-air content. Um, I've told you about my... Uh, my one of the key... T- there's two reasons I can think of why I was... I probably weighed more when I was a kid, 14, than I do now. I'm like 183 now. One of the reasons, my dad always took me to McDonald's. Two, um, I used to eat like eight slices of my Grammy Bale's challah. She made French toast on challah. It was, I couldn't stop eating it. She would literally like almost have to ground me or call my mom to go, do I give him more? He's at eight, no more. French toast sticks are coming back to Wendy's. So that's kind of nice, but it's not Grammy Bale's recipe. Now, what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, poor Jacob Parr. Nice guy. Really good guy. One of the top percent of creative, talented people here in Toledo. His His work is everywhere. As far as like building or creating logos and branding, including 
the logo for this podcast. And I'd like to have Jacob on, but he might be done talking to people because he's going through the, the, the ringer um, with some of my old friends and co some of my friends and old co-workers whose audiences for the most part are disgusted that Jacob would have the audacity to want to redo the Toledo flag. Long story short, for several years now, uh, Jacob has had a passion project. He has wanted to reimagine, modernize the Toledo flag. And you might be fascinated to find out Toledo does have a flag. In In fact, most cities, I would think all do, just like all states have flags. All countries, I think, have flags. I have, I have come in contact with people who are a little more open-minded and like this idea of Jacobs that I didn't even know we had a flag. Well, the people that know we have a flag are, are disgusted and just bewildered what Jacobs' representation. It's basically, I think, a five- or six-pointed yellow star that's got a white background. The other triangle, <clears throat> my geom- geometric vocabulary escapes me now but the other triangle is just like a light blue like a like a baby blue like in my logo jason uh jacob what i call him jason sorry jacob um jacob kind of test ran the the colors he wanted to use for the flag in my logo he's probably done it other places but uh i think jacob had like 300 designs and this is the one he submitted to the city and obviously there are is representation and local identity behind what he created. You have to go look at it. And uh, he gave me a graphic. He posted a graphic on a Facebook post. I'm going to share that out. Um, A lot of people were very upset. It's nimbyism, I guess. Uh, Old crotchetiness, yelling at clouds. Nimbyism, not in my backyard. Um, I would... The people that are upset, I would say a lot of them... I couldn't imagine when the last time they even thought of the city flag was. Like, if you changed it and it wasn't a story, they'd probably just, they'd be up, they might be upset, but they'd get over it real fast. But because now they have an enemy, someone who dare want to change something, and to be quite honest, I, I re-looked at the Toledo flag again after the story, the news did story about Jacob, and Jacob had a meeting with city council and whatnot, and... I don't know what the cliffs, and I think there's a light tower, represent in the city flag of Toledo. If you look at it right now, and you can take the words out and whatnot, but that could be the city flag for a hundred places in this country. Um, so we have two kinds of people. People that don't, don't ever think about the flag. People who didn't know we had a flag who kind of like what, what Jacob has done. Uh, there were just some wild comments and, and pushback about it, and I feel bad for Jacob, uh, and I want to tell him when I can have him on, two tongue-in-cheek criticisms. Are you trying to have more of your work um, than ProMedica has their logo everywhere? Uh, and he's getting close to that, uh, and his financial standing might be better than ProMedica. Um, I do have one like tongue-in-cheek suggestion if we did make a, a flag change that would be appropriate. But something else when it comes to flags. One of the big criticisms of Jacob's stuff was, I don't know what this means. Well, forgive my French, but no fucking shit. Do you know what anything means until something is explained to you? 
for instance, do you know, and, and I'm talking, and flags can be very inscrutable, arcane, hard to understand until somebody tells you, may, maybe not as intuitive because these things have made, were made like over 150 years ago. Fun fact, until the last couple of years, I didn't know what the amount of stripes on the American flag meant. Nobody ever taught me, and I never figured it out or cared to. It was just like, that's our flag. Um, Flags, logos. Some things you can intuitively understand. Let me give you a couple of examples to push back on the people who are like, I have no idea what this means. Why is there a bull... Why is the Target logo a bullseye? What does that represent? We still spend a lot of our money there. Uh, what is what is the Nike logo mean? Something we've all bought for a long, long time. Here's another one that is right in the vein of this discussion. What exactly about the there's there's diagonal? I can't give you the degree angle. There's diagonal stripes and stars, red, white, and blue in the Ohio flag. What the hell do they all mean? The people that complained about Jacobs passion project might not know what what the Ohio flag is all about and two final examples do you know what a blue racer is it's the new Bowser logo after they got rid of rebels I have no idea what a blue racer is I love the colors and everything it is symbolic of something that isn't Swan Creek and very few knew what that was until it was explained and then you're like oh Great idea. Last one, and this might be the perfect example. What what the hell is a mud hen? I know that it has some Toledo connection, but there is no way somebody intuitively knows what a mud hen and how it's connected, what a mud hen, what a mud hen is and is connected to Toledo. Yet it is a legendary minor league baseball team, and we do not hesitate to wear the logo all the time and buy all the stuff. Um, as I put in the Facebook post, um, uh, as a great cosmic thinker, Thor in Avengers Infinity War once said, all words are made up. All things need to be explained. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. See you at Jeep Best.